Good day, ladies and gents. I'm Professor T, and welcome to another edition of The Business Startup Journey. Our business owners and entrepreneurs are actively learning how to start a business with little or no money and no experience. I'd like to invite all of our listeners to subscribe to the podcast channel for weekly episodes. I would also like to encourage you to visit professort.monteshay.com and download our study guides. The website is listed in the channel. The study guides will be uploaded weekly and will reflect our podcast series. It's also important that you obtain your free personalized business portfolio by subscribing at the bottom of our page at professort.monteshay.com. This will give you access to the documents needed to build your personalized business portfolio. Okay, team, now that we paid the bills, let's get ready to rock and roll. Well, hello, ladies and gents, business owners and entrepreneurs, and welcome back, guys, and I'm really glad to have everybody with us. Today, I have our guest viewing the course instructor for Goodwill's North Georgia's Career Center's Good Biz program. And this young lady, her name is Miss Tamiko Leverett, and she's with Leverett Consulting. Hi, Tamiko, how are you? Already, and how are you tonight? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am good, I'm good. I am so glad that we get this opportunity to talk more about you. Um, my last episode, I talk about my experience with um, with Goodwill's Good Biz program, and now I am glad to have you with us so that you can talk a little bit more about your business, what you do, and your contribution with the Goodwill Good Biz program. So, Miss Leverett, what business are you in? I am in the small business development business in consulting. Awesome, awesome. And what services do you provide? So Lever Consulting Group provides um, nonprofit assistance where if you want to apply for your tax exemption, board training, strategic plans, um, fundraising plans, we also help uh, for-profits with their government contracting certification, and we do executive coaching. Awesome, awesome. So if some of my listeners want to understand that in plain English, could you break it down so some of us can understand so um, you have startups, okay. you have the for-profit side who um, may want to do a business plan, which is how I am teaching with Goodwill. Okay. The other one is that people may want to start a nonprofit. And so I don't know if you want to turn this into a nonprofit conversation, <laughs> but <laughs> the... Uh, Just a brief summary, you got right. it. Right. <laughs> so the short version is in order to get your funding tax deductible, you need to be tax exempt. And so that can be a tough process for people to, to uh, run through. But once they get the tax exemption, a lot of organizations then don't know what to do to be sustainable and grow it. So they have to come back. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, so let's just dive right in with the good biz questions. So how did you become involved with the uh, North Georgia's good biz program? I was actually a participant years ago. I came through the program and did not, uh, I, I knew I wanted to have a business, okay. and I just wanted to make some money at the time. And so when I went through it, I just tried to think of things that I already knew how to do that I could probably make some money on the side from my job. 
And I went through the program and said, oh, I can do bookkeeping as an administrative assistant. I can do the bookkeeping. Okay. And then I realized I do not want to do this every day. And then I tried to um, do a, change it to a couple of other choices. And I eventually just realized these are not things that I could see myself doing on a continuous basis. Right. So at the end of the um, business plan program, you're supposed to present your uh, presentation on what all you researched and how you defined your information for the, to develop your business. Boy, do I plan. know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to stand up and do my presentation on I don't have a business. And so um, unfortunately or fortunately, people think that's a bad thing. But for me, I tell the students, although we want you to have a plan, I want you to figure out whether it's going to work for you or not realistically. And so if it took you a few weeks or a couple of months to figure out that this is not what you want to do, right. then I would rather you spend a, a few hours every week and not so much money than putting all his money in and then finding out. Correct, right. So a few years later, I came back and said, I think I found my purpose. I want to work with nonprofits and small okay. business. And I updated my plan. I went to a marketing plan competition that they sent me to. Okay. I came in second place. Awesome. The local uh, government county office contacted me, and mm -hmm. we did a community TV show. And then Goodwill um, let me come and do a presentation. At the end of the presentation, the lady, their lady came up and asked me what other classes can I teach. And it turned out to be the program manager over GoodBiz that was brand new, and I became an instructor. Awesome, awesome. So let me just do a follow-up question on there. When did you first enter into the GoodBiz program? I would like to think around 2004 Okay. -ish. All right. And uh, expand a little bit more on the community TV show that you mentioned on there. Uh, so the local, um, our county was creating a community television station. Right. And we recorded um, at the local um, playhouse. Okay. And so they provided all the equipment mm -hmm. and uh, the support. So all I had to do was schedule my events. Mm -hmm. And I did, and I asked me, what would you do if you could do a TV show? And right. I said, I would interview different people that deal with nonprofit issues because Got I don't it. think people dealing with that. And they said, be ready to tape in two weeks. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So let's move on. So lo how long have you been teaching the Good Biz program? I've been teaching since 2009. Okay. All right. And how many graduates have successfully completed the program under your direction? No. Uh, I don't keep the number, but I okay. can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you it's been a uh, if if it should be close to a thousand, if not already over. Okay, okay. Um, and what did you like most about the Good Biz program? Uh, I like the fact that it allows people to find out is this really what you want to do? Right. To get a grasp that business is serious and you have to put time and effort in figuring this out. If you don't want to sit down and figure out how to come up with a game plan, Correct. then how mm -hmm. are you going to work a business? Because exactly. you don't have to do this business whether you get a check or not. So if it's dictative of you you will only give hours if you get money, then this is not what you need to do. So I want them to come through this class with mm -hmm. an understanding of what it is that they're truly trying to do right. and pay attention to details. Awesome, awesome. So let's talk about the course content. What, which part of the course content do you enjoy the most? I think I enjoy 
the um, conversion chart the most. Okay. Um, we have gone pretty much two-thirds of the way through the class. Mm -hmm. And what happens is during that conversion chart, um, we break down if their marketing uh, recommendations that they've determined are going right. to help them truly get their clients and the income that they say they want. And so it's kind of becoming, a, it becomes an eye-opener right. and a bulb clicks. <laughs> and um, it's a tough conversation to have because right. we have to talk about taking care of expenses and then trying to pay right. your personal bills. And so it becomes very real that this may not make the money they want. They got to mm. come up with what else am I going to do or what am I going to do to increase it and go back and rehash it out. So that's probably the best time I like the class. Awesome. Do you think your, your students find that part the most challenging? I know for a fact they find it most <laughs> challenging. Um, we have some people who they will cry, they will stand up and stomp, right. they will come and give me a hug. Right. You know, <laughs> it just depends on their mentality or where they think because the way we talk about the conversion chart, right. which I try to do in all my classes, is each piece that we try to bring in, I try to incorporate it realistically that they're not separate components. Right, they all work together. So when we have the conversion chart conversation, I am questioning everything that they said they were going to do. Right. And then it starts to click. All right. So, Ms. Leverett, my next question to you is, I want to talk about your teaching style. What type of teaching style do you implement in the classroom? I implement, uh, I am a caring instructor, but I'm also a straight up person. Right. Um, I believe that there are some people who will take take your time and or money, and then you have nothing. And so I take it very seriously that people are coming in with dreams and hopes and goals, and I want to make sure that their time with me is done definitely valuable. But I also don't want to sugarcoat, so I will tell them straight up the answer, and whether they like it or not, that's the answer. So I try to be straight up. Okay, awesome. So let's move on to the textbooks that you use in the classroom. Um, so what do you like most about the textbook for the Good Biz class? Um, I like that they give you a, a scenario okay. of someone who did not do a plan and how he had money mm -hmm. and he had investors. And because he didn't take the time to do a plan, he ended up spending a lot of money in a location that didn't work for his business. He didn't understand his competition. Right. He didn't understand all the things he had to pay for licensing, um, all those things. And so that I really like that story. Right. Then as the book proceeds, it discusses different situations that he could have done in order to have made it more successful. Do you implement the story in the beginning or do you implement it in the end, the middle? When do you introduce, to, introduce the story to your class? Day one. Day one. Okay. I introduced the, uh, that scenario day one because... Again, we have to have a real conversation, and um, I want them to see that they need a plan, so I make them read the story at the very beginning. Do they apply that story throughout the classroom, throughout the course, or do they just use it for that one time? So the book uses the story throughout the program. Okay. However, I have developed um, my own content that I bring to the table on top of what the book is instructing from the years of working with the different businesses that come through every year that I've um, developed. 
What do you mean by your own content? Um, I've seen where we have a lot of people who don't, um, are not comfortable talking to people. Right. So I had to develop a strategic networking um, training. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people who don't didn't know that they could do government contracts for what their business did, and so we have to have those conversations. Right. Um, we have to talk about whether you're going to do this business with support or without support. Because mm-hmm. people think people are just going to put it out and people are going to run up to this door. So we talk about all those kind of things. And um, I have different handouts and materials that I've created. So I, I'm assuming that that technique has been very prosperous in your classroom. Because I think it has, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with you. I just wanted to break exactly. that, that whole tension of professionalism and bring some of the laughter you know and what? joy. You know what? As a matter of fact, <laughs> instead of asking me, has it been successful, I'll ask you. <laughs> since you, ju- you just came through. How did you feel about being a participant oh, wow. coming through the program? This is excellent. This is excellent. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I took the, the program, um, the Good Biz program with... Uh, uh, Miss Leverett here as my instructor. When I first entered the course, I didn't want to be there, um, but it was one of the things that I needed to do. And I found that the course context was straightforward, but I found that the content that she provided or Miss Leverett provided on top of the content of the book became more powerful and it became more meaningful and more strategic in your plan. So when I asked you that question, I knew the answer uh, <laughs> offhand. So, yes, I agree. And I so heartily agree. So let's get back to your interview. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you, describe two of your most impactful teaching techniques or styles. Oh, these are trick <laughs> questions. Um, impactful teaching styles. Um, again, I'll have to say the conversion chart right. is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one would be just being honest right. to people and being um, straightforward. Um a lot of people just don't tell people. People want to know. They want to learn. They want to do the right thing. They want to make their money. And, you know, we have talked about people being information gatekeepers out there. Right. And we don't share information with each other. Exactly. Um, and I also te- tell them mistakes I've made. I tell them straight out things that I've had to do so right. that I tell them you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is already rolling. You just have to jump on it. So um, this is another question on top of that, but how many different campuses do you teach at? Uh, there are three different locations that I have been teaching at. Okay. All right. Can you tell our, our listeners where those locations are? So one is in Gwinnett County. Um, one is in Fulton, no, DeKalb County. Right. And then the third one is in Clayton County. So Stockbridge South DeKalb, and um, Duluth? Pleasant, Duluth. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, threw that one in there because that just hit me in the top of my head. <laughs> so how would you um, plan to continue to reach and influence the members that have come through your program? Uh, so I have in the past said, well, I have been hired as a contractor to come in and teach the program, but the participants really truly belong to um, Goodwill. But what I have not done is listen to the participants that have become real people to me, that they do want some kind of connection after the program. 
and they do want someone to continue to stay on them. They actually end up turning it into like I they they like cry. Class is over after right. when they they first started the class. Like I don't want to be in here. I hate right. this thinking class. And then by the end, they're like, oh, that's it. We don't have no more classes. I'm like what happened to you? Who was tired of coming? So um, one of the things that I did um, decide to do was to go back to um, an accountability group that right. I used to have. Um, so we are. I'm, well, I'm relaunching that for next year, um, and then we are working on some other um, outlets. Awesome, awesome, because that's about a 1,000 students that you reach. Is that in a year or over time? Um, over time. Okay. So let's say one location may go for... 30 to 50 people, right. and if I'm doing three locations, then I'm doing right. anywhere from 100 to 150 a year Yes. times 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. I see. I see where that's heading. All right. So, Ms. Leverett, the next question I have for you is, um, how can someone sign up for the Good Biz program? So, Goodwill has information sessions that... Again, I don't speak for Goodwill. I speak for um, Leverett Consulting Group. But right. the way that I understand it is that you can go to an info session or you can go into the career center and speak to them that that's what you want to do. And then they will put you in touch with the program manager to help facilitate getting into the class. Awesome. Thank you, Ms. Leverett. And listeners, I just want to make sure that we express this, that we are not operating as members of Goodwill. This is our personal experience with goodwill itself so we're operating independently we're not here to praise or to criticize goodwill we're just here to deliver our experience and how it has been impactful for us our businesses and our lives so keep that in mind guys so miss leverett the last question i have for you is what would you tell our entrepreneurs who are considering the good biz program so um, we have people who come through the program and they have never had a business and we have people who have tried business before and wondered what happened and then we have people who are in existing businesses and they want to grow it but they never did a plan. Right. And so I would say to pay attention to details that you didn't know you should have paid attention to. Yes. Then you should go to a business plan class and in particular I'm obviously going to promote the one I'm teaching. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And guys, I just also wanted to stress before we close out this uh, wonderful broadcasting with Miss Leverett and Leverett Consulting Group, I want to remind everyone that at the conclusion of the Good Biz program with uh, North Georgia's Goodwill, you have the option of becoming a member of the Alumni Association. Uh, they meet once a month and they discuss uh, continuous learning. And after you're a member of that group for at least five or six meetings, then you have the option of becoming a member of the Goodwill Toastmasters. So these are other avenues for help to help you get involved and to really progress your business with a meaningful cause. So Ms. Leverett, I just want you to take the opportunity and express to our viewers anything you'd like to tell them. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And Not I, a problem. I take that as the highest praise that you would want to talk to me. The uh, second thing I want to say is that it becomes a reciprocal. Uh, you learn from your pro the participants in the program, such as I have had to learn from you. And I appreciate that. And so <laughs> I appreciate you continuously um, 
being open to the process. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for that. So, Ms. Leverett, before we close this out, I did have one other question that I needed to ask, and I really needed you to just take some time and elaborate on it as much as possible. So, I know you work with uh, nonprofits and you work with grants. So, are there grants out there for small businesses? So I tell people um, that we have had somebody marketing, you can get a grant for anything, is amazing. Um, Everybody thinks there's a grant for everything, and I get calls all the time. But I say to them, if you have heard about all these grants, have you heard about the person who got the grant? And so that kind of brings the conversation uh, back around to the point that I'm making. Uh, there are a ton of grants out there, okay. but they all have criteria. This is someone else's money that has made requirements on getting their money. Right. And so you're going to have to um, be able to get to those requests. Even if you make the criteria, you're going up against someone else that may have the criteria. Right. And so whose story is a better story is who's going to get funded. Right, I agree. Sometimes nonprofits are controlling the grant money even with the for-profit um, such as Goodwill. Goodwill is a nonprofit, but the grants they're receiving is helping for-profits. Right. And so um that makes sense. You may have to come through someone else. And you also have government entities who have funding out there for small businesses. So it just depends on the uh, type of industry they are in. Right now, it's a lot of grant funding for innovative research grants. Those are the biggest things that have a lot of money in them. Okay. And generally, is there a time frame for receiving the grant after you apply for it? It definitely is a, a time frame. That okay. is not going to happen in a day or two. There is a life cycle on what's happening when you apply for a grant. It can take a couple of months to apply. It can take a couple of months to get a response. Okay. And it can take a couple of months to uh, get the funding. So if you are looking for a grant in your current year right. and you want a big one, I would say to budget for it for the next year and plan to apply now to receive it next year. And these small business grants, are they good for expanding your business, business or growing your business or what areas? Again, it depends. I have benefited on a few of the... My company is for profit, and yes. I have benefited this is for, for that. So I do know they are out there because I've seen them. Okay. But um, it can be for existing, and it can be for um, brand new. Okay, cool. So we will end on that note. And guys, I want to make sure that I'm expressing to everyone to continue to work hard to build your business, and congratulations to everyone that has made it thus far. At whatever stage you are in your business and where you're going, continue to push hard, continue to learn, and to continue to make sure that your program goes in that direction. So, Ms. Leverett, let's close it out. All righty. Well, you have an awesome day. So, thank you, ladies and gents. I'm Professor T, and this is another episode of the Business Startup Journey. Thank you, good night, and happy holidays.